Thank you, Jen. All right. So we got kids in. I'm going to do something that I've never done before in the history of my speaking life. I'm going to keep it short today. So y'all can hold me to that. <laughs> y'all can hold me to that. I, I, I've promised my wife that if I go over, she's, gonna, she's literally going to come up and give me the hook, you know, the old school hook, and just kind of drag me off stage. Or uh, she's probably got some tomatoes she's going to throw at me or something. So we're going to keep it short today. But I just want to encourage you, because of the stuff I say, I, I really believe in I really believe it's important. So if, if you're distracted, if you got kids, I know my wife's wrangling some kids. It, it's all good. Go check out the podcast. We're going to get it up later on today. So it'll be available for you first thing tomorrow. I want to encourage you, if, if, if you don't have a chance to absorb everything, go check out the podcast. Because I think the stuff I've got to say today is really important. And so I'm just going to try to pack it in. Here we go. Okay, so obviously today's our last Sunday of the year. New Year's is coming up. It is barreling down on us. And New Year's, you know, it, it, what everyone kind of does, it's, it's, just, it's fun to set goals for the New Year's. And, and marketing does, I mean, it's no shortage of, of all the crazy things that people are selling and promising, you know, the, the transform your body in, in three minutes a day on this $800 piece of equipment, you know, and just all of these crazy things, you know, you can go from scrawny to buff. And, and I'm like, yeah, that sounds good, you know, and, and just all of these uh, things, you know, you can um, go back to school or, or whatever it is. And, and, you know, just all these goals that we want to set for ourselves, eat it right, exercise. And they always, they always revolve around eating right and exercise. I mean, let's, let's be honest, we may be getting out of debt. When we've set a crazy get out of debt goal for 2016, we're going we're gonna to start doing some radical things. So, so New Year's is the time that, that we kind of set goals and we kind of want to reset the clock for us and, and we want to do some things. And, and I don't want to add to the noise of like crazy over-the-top promises of, of things that like, you know, you can do for the New Year. But I've got a crazy over-the-top promise for you guys this morning. I've got something that I firmly believe if you will do this, in the new year, and actually, if you will not even wait till Friday to do it, but if you will start doing it as we leave today, if you'll start doing it tomorrow, that it will dramatically, drastically, way over the top hyperbole, it will change your life, and it will impact you spiritually, it will impact you emotionally, it will impact you mentally, it will rock your world. So you guys ready to see what I'm selling today? Okay, today I want to talk about one thing that you can do that will change your life, and it is simply this. For your challenge for this week, your challenge for the new year is to get in the Word of God. Now, the reason that I'm challenging you and I'm pushing, because this is stuff, let's, let's just be honest for a second. This is stuff that sounds really good from the stage. It sounds really good, you know, just in theory. It is eat right and exercise. I mean, it's one of those things we all know we should do it. We all know we need to read the Bible. We all know we need to do it. It's just one of those things we all know it, but very few Christians actually do it. And there's a big difference between knowing to do something and doing something. I know I need to exercise, but knowing that I need to exercise does not make me stronger. Knowing that I need to do push-ups does not give me, you know, does not make me look like uh, Stephen Amell from Arrow or, you know, Chris, Dwayne Johnson. You know, it doesn't, like, knowing that I need to exercise adds zero muscle, adds zero six-packness to myself. You know, knowing it is far different from doing it. And there's a lot of Christians and a lot of us, we fall into the trap. We know we need to be in the Bible. We know it, but the discipline of doing it is really hard because 
life is hard, right? Life is busy. We all get caught up in the things and we all get caught up in, in just life. And, and so often it can be that we look up and, and a week or two weeks or a month or six months have gone by and we haven't really read the Bible at all. Now, we, the thing with the Bible is we hear about the Bible. You come to church and you hear scripture. You Maybe you're reading a devotional and there's, there's a scripture in the devotion or you're hearing a message or something like that. And, and you, hear, you hear scripture, but the actual discipline of reading the Bible on yourself is something that, that honestly today very few Christians, and, and there's statistics that go to show it, very few Christians are engaging the word of God on a regular basis. But church, I believe if this is something that we can get down in this next year, if this is something we can get down in 2016, it will dramatically alter our lives spiritually. It'll dramatically alter this church. Man, you will, at, the, at this time next year, if you will commit to reading the Bible, if you will commit to engaging the Word of God, you will look in the mirror next year, just like you would if you committed to exercise for the whole year, and you won't even recognize yourself. You won't recognize where you're at spiritually. You won't recognize it. It will dramatically change your life. Well, there's two reasons why I want to share with you that you need to be in the Word of God. Two reasons. The first reason that you need to be in the Word is this, is that God reveals himself to us through the Bible. God reveals himself to us through the Bible. John 1, 1 says, in the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God. See, the Bible is our revelation of who God is. We just got done with Christmas time and you know, I, I love um, what we did with Angel Tree. This was actually our first year to do Angel Tree um, because last year we tried to do it, but all the angels were gone. And so this year we, we finally got an angel. And I loved shopping for the Angel Tree gift. And it was great and it was very rewarding, but it was kind of hard to do in some aspects because you get this little list and, you know, it's like they want... Um, clothes and like an Xbox game. And I'm like, I have no idea like what kind of clothes. I have no idea what this person's style is. I have no idea what kind of games they're into. If they like football, if they like sports, I'm not buying them Grand Theft Auto. You know, I'm not buying them some game where I'm just not going to support that. You know, you do that with your own money. You don't do that with my money. And so we, you know, we, um, we go out and it was, it was like, we wanted to do the right thing, but it was hard to do the right thing because we didn't know the person we were giving the gift to. And a lot of times in our walk with God. Man, we want to please God. We want to do the right thing. We want to live for God. We want to make God happy. But the the truth is, it's hard to do that if we don't know God. If we don't know what he likes, if we don't know what he dislikes, if we don't know his character, if we don't know his personality, if we don't know how he operates, if we don't know the things he said he will do and the things he said he won't do, if you don't have a foundation for those things, it can be hard to live out this whole Christian thing Because you don't know the target you're aiming for. You don't know the finish line you're running towards. You don't know the person you're trying to buy the gift for. So that's why it's so important that we get in the word of God because God reveals himself to us through his word. The word of God shows us his character. The word of God shows us his personality. The word of God shows us the things he likes. The word of God shows us the things he doesn't like. The word of God shows us who he said he is. The word of God shows us who he says he is not. All of those things are found in the Bible. And if we don't open it, if we don't engage it for ourselves, then we don't know this God that we're trying to serve. And the flip side of that is that if we don't know the God we're trying to serve, we don't know what he wants, and we don't know what he wants us to do. Because the second thing, so the first thing is God reveals himself to us through the Bible. The second thing is God leads and guides us 
through the Bible, through his word. God leads us and he guides us through the word. Psalms 119.105 says, Your word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. If you've been in church for a while, see, Amy Grant didn't write those words. Your word is a lamp to my feet. And only the old school Christians got that joke. It's like, thy word is a lamp. Okay, never mind. Um, so, so, so the psalmist David saying, God, when, when I can't see the way, when I don't know what's going on, God, your word is what lights up my path. Your word is what gives me direction. Your word is how I know what to do. And why is that? It's because the word of God reveals his character. And when we know his character, we know what he wants and what he doesn't want. We know what he wants and what he doesn't want. We, it kind of becomes clear to see what he wants and doesn't want for my life. And we can begin to see how God can lead us and guide us. And sometimes God will lead and guide us through his word in like crazy, you know, weird things. You open up the Bible and you're, you're praying about something, and man, God will just speak right through. But if we never open up the Bible, if we never engage it, we never give him an opportunity to speak. And so God reveals himself through us, through the Bible. And then because of that, God reveals the way we need to go through the Bible. So really important that we engage God's word because if we're not doing that, we're missing out on knowing who he is. And then if we don't know who he is, we don't know what he wants. To sum that up, the Bible tells us who God is and what God wants. And how many of you, I mean, that, that's a pretty important thing to know in this new year, isn't it? God, who are you and what do you want for my life? Well, I can't know those things unless I engage them through the word of God. So the Bible tells us who God is and what God wants. So here's the thing, though, that when we talk about the Bible, the number one thing that I've, I've heard in, in my time so far, in my year and a half in ministry, is, is I want to read the Bible, but I don't know how. Right? I want to study the Bible, but I don't know how. Like, it's a big book. It's an intimidating book. It was written in a, in a language, in a foreign language. It was written, you know, a long time ago by a lot of different people. I want to read the Bible, but I don't know how to read the Bible. And that is a valid concern. I want to, you know, if you're in that boat, I'm not belittling that at all. That is, that is real. That, that, that struggle is real. Hashtag struggles. I mean, that is, that is a real thing. So what I want to do is I want to give you just some simple tools that will help you read the Bible. Then I want to show you how I've been doing this in my own life and then we're going to close. Okay. So here we go. Simple tools. So we, um, we put this in our God time study guide, uh, which is actually a study guide that I write every week. And it, it's just simple, uh, list of scriptures that um, correspond with the message. So this week's God Time Study Guide is all about the Word of God. So how do you get in the Word? Well, there's three steps I want to share with you. The first one is read. So, so the three, you can go and write these down if you want. They're the read, reflect, respond. The first one is read. You don't have to be a biblical scholar to know that read means to read. So in order to read the Bible, first you have to start to read the Bible. It's not, it's not brain surgery here. But the thing is, a lot of times, how do I start reading? Well, we have the God Time Study Guide, which is a tool that we here at Core Church give you. If, if you don't like me or you don't like the, the, the one I write, that's cool. I'm not going to take it personal. I would recommend there's a, there's a Bible app called Version. Download that app. There are a bazillion, literally, Bible plans, reading plans that you can do on version. You can go through the Bible chronologically. You can study the life of Jesus. You can study the writings of Paul. You can, you can study the promises of God. Whatever it is, you can pick a plan on version. But start somewhere. Pick a plan. Pick the God time. Pick a version plan. Pick something and start somewhere and start to read the word. Now, here's where I want to give you a little bit of freedom. It doesn't have to always be like at the same place, same time. I mean, that's great if you can do that. But I always had this problem when I, when I talked about like Bible reading as I envisioned like this desk with like my Bible open 
and like a cup of coffee and like light gently streaming through a window. And like I had my journal open with like a quill and like an ink thing because that's like how, you know, if you're real deep, that's how you roll. And, um, you know, just like maybe even like the spirit, like the dove above my head, just imparting wisdom and revelation to me. Like that's how I was envisioned. Um, you know, like I need to have this like time and this space to read the Bible. And if you can do that, that's cool. But I live in the real world. And um, in the real world, I have three kids that get up way too early, even when they go to bed way too late. And I don't have a space. I don't have a time. I don't even own a quill, you know, and so I don't know how to do that. So I just find time. I just find, I'm on the couch in the morning. The kids are watching TV. I'm, I'm busting open my Bible so I can read. And, and even if it's just a, a chapter or, you know, the, maybe it's the verse of the day or, or a short passage of scripture, I'm going to find time to read. Now, here's, here's where the, you got to take it to the next level, okay? Because a lot of us, we say, okay, well, I, you know, I try to do that. I read, I read the, this chapter or whatever, and it doesn't do much for me. And, I, and I'll get that be, uh, because it's true. If you just read it, it's not going to do much for you because you have to take it a step further. It, it's not just about reading it and punching off something on your to-do list, but you got to engage further. So what I would encourage you to do is find some way to write this down because the next two things are going to be something you, you really need to do this uh, you need to write this part out somehow, whether you do it physically or electronically, you have to do this. So the next thing is reflect. So after you read the scripture, you need to take a moment and reflect on it. What in the world is this scripture saying? What is the scripture trying to tell me? So you can summarize it. You can put it in your own words. You can say, okay, what are the things? Um, here's a couple of questions that you can ask. And once again, if you can't get all to this, get to it on the podcast. What does this tell me about God? Or what does this tell me about myself? So look at that scripture. Reflect on it. What is this saying? What is it trying to tell me? What, is, what does this tell me about who God is, about his character? What does it tell me about myself and who I am? What does it tell me maybe about direction I need to go? Reflect on the scripture that you just read. And when you do, write it down. Write it down. Reflect on it and write it down somehow. And then finally, you have to respond. So you read it. You reflect on it. And finally, you respond to it. Respond is about action. What do I need to do? What do I need to change? What things, do, what action steps do I need to take because of the scripture that I just read and the scripture that I just reflected on? What, what is my response? What is God trying to tell me to do? See, we read the Bible not for information. We're not reading the Bible just to memorize the 12 disciples or memorize the tribes of Israel. That's boring. That does nothing for me. We read the Bible not for information, but we read it for transformation. We read it so we can apply its truths to our lives so that we can do the things that it tells us to do, so that we can know the God that it tells us to love, and we can go live as Jesus wanted us to live. But we do that. We read it. We reflect on it. And we respond to it. So this is how this has worked in my life. So I, um, I read the Bible in the morning a lot of times like when the kids are, are um, you know, going on and watching Curious George or whatever it is. And so I, you know, I'll pull out my phone and then I'll go to you version. And, and so this last month we've done the Advent, God, the Advent God reading. So I'll open that up, find a scripture. I'll go to my Bible app and read it. And so then after I've read it in my Bible app, what I will usually do is on every smartphone pretty much in existence, there's some sort of notes app, okay? On, on your iPhone, it's actually called Notes. And if, if you have an Android, I don't know because I don't have an Android. And I, so if you have an Android, I'm sorry. But, um, you, you know, you probably have some sort of notes app. If not, download one. And so what I do is after I've read my scripture in the Bible app, I'll copy the scripture 
and paste it into my notes app. Guess what? I have just completed step one. I'm, I've, I've done step one. I'm two-thirds of, I'm one-third of the way there. I can't do math. I'm one-third of the way there. So I've just done, I've read. So then after I do that, I've got it in my notes. So I have a note file that's just open for my journal. And so I have um, whatever the scripture is. For God so loved the world, he gave his only, John 3.16. So copy John 3.16 in. And now I reflect on it. Man, what is this saying? For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son that whosoever believes in him shall not perish, but have everlasting. What is it saying? What I reflect on it. What is it saying about God? Well, God love. Man, that means God is love. Well, who did, who did God love? God so loved the world. Wow, that's, wow, he loved me. He loved you. He loved everyone. He loved the world. Well, how much did he love the world? What did that love cause him to do? Caused him to give. Wow, so love causes me to give. See, I'm reflecting. What is the scripture saying? It's just, even just reading it again, trying to put it in my own words, it causes me to reflect on the scripture. So I'll take a few moments and just kind of jot, jot those things down in my notes app, right into the scripture. You know, God is love. Man, God's love gave. God's love gave to me. You know, what, is, what does that mean? I need to believe on him. What does it mean to believe? Well, I, you know, it means I need to trust him with, and I just, I just jot those things down in my notes app. And then, I res, and then I try to respond. Okay, God, so what is that calling me to? Well, man, if, if I say I love people, that means I better give to them because God loved me and he gave. If, if um, I really do that, then, then I need to believe. I, whoever believes in him, well, am I believing in God or are there things in my life that I'm not believing in him for? Maybe I need to change. I need to be challenged there. So God, help me to believe in you in these areas. I do that, guys. It literally takes me less than five minutes, okay? Literally less than five minutes, and I've read the word of God. I've reflected on it, and I've responded to it. But, you know, there's something, if I just do that mentally, there's something that doesn't happen. But if you take the time to write it down, and I can't stress that enough, take the time, whether you do it electronically, whether you're doing it on the couch in the morning, whether you're doing it in the bathroom in the morning, it's okay. God doesn't, he's fine with it. You got to do it. You got to take the time because if you do, you will start to get the word of God and hear. And I can't explain it logically, but once you get the word of God, something happens to you, changes you, it transforms you, it changes you, molds you into a different person. So my challenge for you this week as I close is simply you need to get in the word of God this week. And I want to encourage you not just reading it, but taking the time to read it, to pull out, whether it's pen and paper, pull out your phone or whatever it is, to write this stuff down, to write out your reflection on it, and then to write out your response to it. Do that this week. Just do it this week. Just try it for, just try it for the next five days. Just try it Monday through Friday. Just try it. I think you'll be amazed by what God does in your life as you begin to read, reflect, and respond to his word. And so we've got tools available. The God Time Study Guide's available for you to do that. If not, pick a, pick a reading plan, a new version. It does not matter as long as you pick something to do it and read, reflect, respond to his word. Stan, would you come on up, brother? Let's go ahead and pray. Father God, we thank you so much for this chance we have. Uh, Lord, just to, uh, to hear from you, God, a challenge to get into your word. God, we don't want to be biblically illiterate Christians, God. We don't want to be people, God, who claim to follow you but have no idea what you've said. <laughs> God, we don't want to be people, God, who claim to be yours but have uh, never been in your word, God, or never engaged or don't even know what that means to be yours or don't even know what it means to follow you, God. We want to follow you for real. And, and part of that, God, is learning who you are and getting into your word. And so, God, we just ask this morning that you would help us do that. If, if you're here this morning and you say, Daniel, I want to take you up on the challenge 
and maybe my uh, my Bible reading hasn't been exactly what it should be, but um, you know, I'm going to take some of these tools we talked about today, and I'm just going to commit to to doing that. I just I just want to encourage you right now, just to be and say, God, I'm just going to commit. God, I'm going to do it. Just, just right now between you and God, God, I'm going to commit to do it and make that real. God, I'm just going to do it. I'm going to I'm going to do it. I'm going to give it my shot, and and um, I'm just I'm just going to give it all I have. Just take a moment right now, just to do that. And finally, maybe you're here in this place and um, God's never been real to you because you've never given your life to him. Or maybe he was real at one point and you've really wandered and fallen away from that. And um, I I know today's message has not been, um, you know, maybe like the the best first time back in church, but... but, um, but maybe there's still something tugging at your heart, the, the presence of God that you felt during our worship or, or just something that you know about, like, man, these people want to be real Christians and, and, and I want to follow a God that, that, that's like that where it's real and where it's relational and where, where it's, it's something where he speaks to me and he's alive. Man, God's alive. He loves you so much that he did send his son into this world. That's what we just celebrated in Christmas time. He sent his son to find you and to know you and to love you. And so if you're here today and you say, Daniel, I want to give my life to that kind of God. I want to give that kind of my life to a God that loves me. I want to give my life to, to a God that wants the best for me and wants to know me and wants to have a relationship with me. What I want to encourage you to do right now is just to reach in that seat back pocket in front of you, pull out a next step card, make that commitment real right now and write your name on it because writing it makes it real. It's just what we talked about in our Bible reading. Writing it makes it real. Grab that next step card, write your name and check that first box that says, I want to give my life to Jesus Christ. And do that right now and just grab that card and pull that out as we pray together in support of you if you've made that decision. Father, we thank you so much, God, for your presence here today, Lord, for those that may be making a step of faith for the first time. And God, also for those that are making a commitment to be in your word this week, God, taking up the challenge, God, just to be in your word. Lord, we just pray you give them strength. And Father, for those that uh, may be making a first-time commitment or coming back to you, Lord, and they've been away for a long time, but they're coming back to you, God, I just pray, um, Lord, that they would just surrender their whole heart and their whole life to you, God. And Jesus, that they would know that you love them and you brought them here for a purpose this morning. You drug them out of bed in the cold, rainy day, God, to be in your house. And Lord, we pray, God, that your presence would go with them, God, that they would know, Lord, that if they've, if they've really made that commitment real in their heart this morning, God, that that their life is forever changed, God, that you are theirs and they are yours, Father. And Jesus, we just ask right now, God, for your presence just to come in and and help us to make all the commitments that we're making now real in our heart, God, that we can go and do what you've called us to do and apply your word into us, God, because we're not here just for information, God. We're here for transformation. We want to be transformed by you to know you, God, and to know what you want us to do. In Jesus' name, amen.